There's a word from the Lord today as we prepare to continue this year-long series that God has given us entitled Restore, Support, and Strengthen. It is the theme for the year 2021. And as we said to you at the beginning of the year, every week of this year, we are going to be preaching a message to tie in to this overall message that God has given us for this year. Our text for today's message is found in the gospel that has been recorded by St. Luke chapter 4 and verses 38 and 39, reading from the New Living Translation. In fact, we shared from this text uh, in 2015 during our Miracle Worker series. And as we began to put together messages for 2021, God instructed us to revisit this text again because it fits so appropriately with what God is saying to us this year in 2021. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Verse 38 of Luke chapter 4, the New Living Translation, and it reads, After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's house, that would be Simon Peter, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please pay attention to that. He found her there very sick with a high fever. Please heal her. Everyone begged. Verse 39, standing at her bedside, Jesus rebuked the fever and it left her. And she got up at once and began to prepare a meal for them. The King James says she got up at once and she began to serve those in the house. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Look at that middle clause in verse 39. He rebuked the fever and it left her. He rebuked the fever and it left her. For the next few moments, we want to talk to you from the subject, from the theme, the fever has broken. The fever has broken. Listen, it is safe to say, I would imagine, that we all <clears throat> at some point in our lives, at some point in our natural lives, we all have suffered from a fever. That is uh, not a controversial statement. We all, everybody I know, every human being that I know at perhaps some point in their lives have suffered from a fever. A fever as defined by the renowned Mayo Clinic as the temporary increase in the body's temperature, 
usually in response of some kind of illness or underlying disease. It is important to note that a fever is not illness. A fever is a symptom of an illness. Normal temperature ranges between 98 and 100, and it, it all depends on the body, but most people that runs a temperature above 100, uh, it becomes concerning. It is when they say it is a fever. A fever is said to often be a sign that something out of the ordinary is going on in one's body. That's what a fever is. So if someone says, I'm not feeling well, what's wrong? If they says, I have a fever, that's not the illness. That's not the sickness. Uh, that is a symptom of something going on. In fact, as I began to study this over the last weeks, it says that fevers are usually happening because the body is trying to fight off an infection, trying to fight off something that's going on internally. Key to remember is going on internally in the body. Now, although fevers do have some external symptoms, it is basically an internal condition that occurs from the inside out. Listen, there are all kinds of fevers. In fact, uh, we are told that there are at least five different kinds of fevers, from the intermittent fever to the remittent fever to the hectic fever to the continuous fever to the relapsing fever. When you get to those last two, those are things that are to be concerning. A continuous fever is called a sustained fever. It, it is a prolonged fever with little or no change in the temperature in the course of a day. The one that is even more dangerous than the continuous fever is the relapsing fever. This is a type of intermittent fever that spikes up against what is going on all day or weeks. The normal temperature uh, seems to never be able uh, to have a set course. When it gets to that point, one becomes concerned. Now remember, fever is something going on inside of your bodies uh, to uh, allow you to know what is happening and points out that there is an illness. There's something out of the ordinary that's happening in one's bodies. Persistent uh, physiological fevers can be somewhat frightening, particularly when you do not know the root cause of the fever. Listen, I would tell anyone, any medical profession, with a professional would tell you, do not ignore a consistent fever. It's pointing out to you that there's something going on in your body. 
That same Mayo Clinic states in one of its comprehensive studies on fevers that a fever between 103 and 106 may cause some dangerous things to occur, such as hallucinations, convulsions, confusion, or even dehydration. Um, this is why persistent fevers untreated can be very dangerous, and especially among those that are physically vulnerable, those that are very young, those that are very old, those that are suffering from pre-existing conditions. You have to be careful. Medical professionals will tell us that the key is to treat the underlying cause of the fever. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, it is not just enough to put a cold rag on your head and says uh, that shall solve your problem. Perhaps that helps. Perhaps that lowers the fever. But if you have what we have seen, a relapsing or a continuous fever, it is very important that we treat the underlying conditions uh, of that fever. What is causing your fever? What is causing you to continuously suffer with that? That's the physiological aspect of a fever. And although we have been referring to natural fevers, but for the sake of today's message, we would like to use the word fever as an analogy of what is going on emotionally with us. The well-being, our emotional well-being or condition. Listen, I am sure that at some point in our lives, we all have suffered, listen to this, my brothers and sisters, from some unknown internal emotional condition, or perhaps it was even known, emotional condition that caused some of us to feel uncomfortable externally or with some external situations. Let me bring it home. Perhaps in all of our lives, there have been some underlying things inside of us whew, that caused some things uh, to be reacted on on the outside. Somebody says you're really snappy, you're really mean. Well, those are the external things. But what is going on internally in your life that allows you to feel that sense of emotional response externally. Depression, certainly something that should never be taken lightly. But I would contend for you that when you see somebody to the point of being lethargical, always sleeping, not uh, personable, those are external things that are signs of some internal problems. Yes, perhaps all of us at one time or another had to deal with what we are calling today, quote, 
emotional fevers, unquote. Times in which we've experienced some serious external discomfort or pain going around in our lives to a known or, as I said earlier, unknown internal things that are happening. Just as if we've said to you, it is important not to ignore the physiological things that happens in your body. It is also just as important not to ignore those emotional things that are going on. Because see, we so quickly, please don't miss this, we write off the emotional things as flippant or they just got an attitude or they're, they're just in a bad mood or they're just walking around feeling a little down. A little down for the last three weeks is an issue. A little down for three, four minutes may not be so bad. It may not even be so bad for 30 minutes or an hour or two. But for days, that leads to weeks, that leads to much. You've been this way for years. You've got an issue. You've got a problem that you need to address. And just like it is not enough to put a cold rag on your head to address a fever that indicates you have some internal kidney or organ problems in your body. Can I preach? It is not enough for somebody to flippantly just give you a scripture and say, go ahead, by his stripes, you're all right. I can, I, I can overcome all things in your life. When something is serious going on inside of you emotionally, you need uh, to be diagnosed and to do everything you can, which at times can be time consuming, but in the long run, it is worth it. Told the church this morning, I'm very grateful for the health care I received from my personal physician, Dr. Okirike, who happens to be a member of this congregation. I would tell you, years ago when I first started going to him, uh, I would come back home and my wife would say, what is taking you so long? And I would say, Dr. Okirike is running every test imaginable. I says, I waited down there three and four hours. And it was pretty frustrating at first for somebody who was ready to go back to one of the three jobs he was working. But here's what I realized, that he says it is not enough to look at the external things that may be causing you discomfort. We've got to rule out other things. And in order to do that, you've got to take diagnosis. You've got to look at tests. You've got the scans, MRIs. You've got to look at things just to give you a comfort level. Just to scan your brain to make sure everything is all right. And here's what the Lord said to me. He says, many of us have been dealing with emotional things that we can barely get out of the bed in the mornings. And we think just some external feel-good stuff can help you get away with it. God says, no, it isn't. You need to address what is going on in the inside of you. Well, I stopped by today to tell you that he is a doctor in the sick room. He is an emotional physician. Let us 
for the next few moments, look back at the text. And in this text, we see a wonderful story dealing with someone who is very special to Jesus. Our text involves the mother-in-law of Simon Peter. Her name was not given. We know Peter as one of the leading disciples. It was Peter, James, and John. In fact, Peter went on to lead the New Testament church. So our text involves Peter's mother-in-law. Text occurs after Jesus had interacted with a demonic spirit in the synagogue. Listen to this. After leaving the synagogue, Jesus and his disciples goes to Simon Peter's house expecting to relax, expecting to get a meal and to wind down after a busy day. However, upon arriving there at Simon Peter's house, look at the text, if you will. The text says something, and the text uses some expressive terms. The text says this, everybody begged Jesus to heal Peter's mother-in-law who was in the bed with a high fever. Uh, the thing that jumps out at me right away is that the text uses the word everyone beg Jesus. So, so it implies to us that this woman who was sick, whose name we do not know, uh, was very popular and thought so highly of that everyone around begged Jesus. The word chosen for the text is that they begged Jesus to heal Peter's mother-in-law. Luke goes on to say, Luke, the physician, the trained physician, goes on in the text that said she was very sick, and Luke says, and I quote, suffering from a high fever. That's what the text says. She was suffering from a high fever. So what that tells us is that there was something going on in Peter's mother-in-law's body uh, that the fever was an indication, some underlying issue that was happening to her. Look at what the text says. The text very clearly says this to us all. It says, and I quote, and Jesus then does something that only Jesus could do. It says in verse 39, Jesus standing over the bedside. Look at the word Luke chose to use. Luke says, Jesus rebuked the fever and it left her. And so what, what is so unique about this is that we have seen in perhaps a few other occasions in which Jesus rebuked a spirit. We've seen where Jesus rebuked a demonic force. But in all of his miracles, this was the fourth of Jesus' earthly miracles, um, he, he had not really had this kind of confrontation with an illness. Normally, Jesus would just lay hands or speak a word, or Jesus would say, go, your faith has made you whole, 
or as the lepers or as they went they were healed one leper Jesus actually literally touched but this one was different this one was so different in which it stands out to biblical scholars uh, he uses the word and without trying to get very deep with you within a Greek origin but in this case perhaps it is necessary uh, Luke chooses this word rebuke and in the original Greek the word is an expression of sharp disapproval Ooh, you've got to go with me on this so Jesus confronts this illness this woman who was ill and he could have just laid his hands on her he could have just said peace be healed but the text says Jesus rebuke uh, the fever which indicates to me that Jesus wanted to get uh, beyond the symptom which was the fever and get to the root cause and I said in my study there has to be more of this and one of one of my favorite biblical scholars is Dr. Herbert Locker Dr. Herbert Locker in his commentary of the text says something that resonated with me Pastor Matt uh, he says and I quote Jesus rebuked Peter's mother-in-law's fever as if he was addressing the outbreak of a hostile power that had invaded her body and I says you got it uh, Dr. Locker that's why I love you because you knew that there was something special about this he uses this word as if there was another hostile power that had invaded her body and he wanted to do more than just says fever be gone he wanted to get to the underlying issue of what was causing that fever and so I'm speaking to somebody right now that there are times in our life in which the Lord rebukes not the symptoms of what we're going through but the underlying causes of the symptoms that we are going through Dr. Herbal Locker says he approached it as if he was angry at some hostile uh, one word uses foreign which means a power that did not belong in her body. Uh, he said, I rebuke that illness. Ooh, ah, when I heard that, the Lord says there's so much wisdom in even the simplicity of just one of the minor miracles in the Bible. And the Lord said to me that there are times there in all of our lives in which we go through emotional sickness. And, and, and what is going on on the outside is a reflection of what goes on in the inside. And the reason you are mad all the time is because you've got some issues inside you haven't dealt with. The reason you're cranky and the reason you're moody and the reason uh, you can't seem to have consistent happiness in your life. Can I preach to somebody? Because you've got some internal issues 
some internal powers that have invaded your body and taken over and the snappiness and the bitterness are just symptoms of what's going on in the inside. So it's not just enough to address the external. If you really want to be delivered, you've got to get and rebuke the hostile power that is trying to take over your life. Can I preach to somebody? May I preach to somebody? This is a good time, Brother Zion, to put a praise on something somebody is going to. Is there anybody in here now know that, Lord, there's some things going on in my life that you've got to rebuke? I want you to rebuke them because I am tired dealing with the symptoms. I want to get to the root problem. I want to wake up in the morning happy. I want to go to bed happy. I don't want to walk around with depression. I'm tired of having an attitude. Rebuke it. Somebody has fear that is the sickness and paranoia is the symptom. <laughs> and, and because you are always living in fear, you wake up paranoid and, and there's danger behind every corner and you think somebody's always out to get you or the next thing is going to take you out and you have lived your life. Can I preach to somebody in a constant with a constant fever of emotional paranoia just because you won't deal with the fear that's going on in your life. But when the Lord rebukes the fear. The paranoia leaves and you walk and say, now I can be happy. Now I know I'm covered by the blood. Things may still happen in your life, but they won't paralyze you any longer. He rebuked the hostile power that was causing the fear. Ah, and here's what the text says. And right away, the fever Left. Ah, it's broken. Somebody do me a favor. Ah, do me a favor. Ah, just, just, just send out the word. It's broken. I send out the word. It's broken. That which has held you down is broken. That which has caused you pain and discomfort is broken. The fever has been broken and now look at what happens Ooh. we should all take note of what happened next Ooh. and this is what blessed me in such a way uh, Lisa this blessed me in such a way because God says the reason you can't serve like you used to is because you are bound uh, by the symptoms of an illness that's causing you not to walk in your divine purpose. Oh, I wish I had time to preach this. Y'all know I don't like to get super deep on stuff. But here's what God says. Look at what the text says. And you've got to use your spiritual imagination to interpret this text this way. He says this. And immediately having rebuke the fever. Peter's mother-in-law got up 
And she immediately began to serve. She began to serve meals. She began to serve everybody in her house. Uh, See, it was her job uh, to serve and take care of people that came in her house. But as long as she was bound uh, with an underlying condition, with a symptomatic fever, it prohibited her from doing what God had called her to do. But when the fever was broken, whoo! She began to walk in her divine purpose. Here's what I'm telling somebody. You need to pray to God. God, loose me. Loose what is holding me. And the reason I can't get over this attitude is because something going on inside of me. Break it, Lord. Break it. Somebody say, break it. Somebody say, break it. Break it. And when the Lord breaks it, You can walk in divine purpose. I've been there. I can testify. I've been there. Look, I'm an ordained, called minister of God. I've been preaching for 40 plus years, pastoring for the last 25 years. There have been times in my life I didn't feel like encouraging anybody because I was discouraged myself. Uh, Elder Jeff, there were times in my life I didn't feel like preaching to anybody. And God says, son, we got to deal with what's holding you back because you can't walk in your divine purpose if you are in the bed suffering from something that's prohibiting you from fulfilling your destiny. But when God broke the fever, when God rolled it back, when God gave me the answer when God dealt with the underlying hostile power that had invaded my spirit I was able to preach like I had never preached before I was able to minister like I had never ministered before who am I talking to get ready to do what God has called you to do it's broken it's 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 broken it's get ready get ready come on come on take a minute take a minute take a minute and when god blesses you i woke up that morning and said i'm grateful i'm grateful any grateful folk in the house anybody in the house god turned your situation around Sent out a word, grateful exclamation mark. Come on, come on. It's broken, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. Lord, I'm grateful. Now I can serve you. Now I can do what I was called to do. God is about to set somebody free this day. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. This week, this week, this week, this week, some things are about to be broken. Michelle broken. God, Ken is broken. Can I preach? Should I preach?
got to get up out of here. Somebody send one word out broken. And when it's broken, I tell you, I've been there. I have been right there. I've been right there. Who am I preaching to? How many of you have been right there when you didn't feel like encouraging anybody? Who encouraged the encourager when the encourager is feeling down? You got to go to the rock. You got to go to the rock. He's a hard fixer. And a mind regulator. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. But when the Lord delivered me, Mother Ellen Lumpkin, I jumped up and said, the devil is in trouble because the fever has been broken. I dare you to praise him. I dare you to praise him. Put your best praise. Put your best. Come on. Come on. Walk around like you know it's broken. It's broken. I'm leaving the bedroom. I'm getting out of the bed. No more sorrow. No more chains. No more chains. Breathe the chains have been. The chains have been. I dare you. Get ready. Get ready. The best is yet to come. God's going to allow you to serve like you've never served before. Why? Because the fever. Woo! Come on, come on, young people, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Act like you're delivered. Walk around like you're delivered. Know that you are delivered. Has God been good to you? Has God made a way out of nowhere? How many of you know you are better now? You are greater now. You are better now. Why? Because the fever has been broken. Uh, Somebody ought to help me praise it. Somebody ought to help me praise it. Ah. Mm. Anybody know you're better? You're better. Lift your hands and say, I'm better. Say, I'm better. I'm better. Why, Pastor Jackson? Because the fever has been broken. Listen, I got to go. I've got to go. But I just want to drop these three points right now as we prepare for the altar. Three, three key quick points that I want you to remember. Ooh, I feel something in here. Mm. Mm. Zion, you about to mess me up. <laughs> I'm trying to go on. I've got to go on. I've got to go on. But I can't help but think about some emotional, an emotional dry place. 
that I was going through that nobody knew about. Woo. I didn't like myself or anybody around me. Woo. But the Lord broke the fever. Woo. And I feel brand new. I got to go, but I got some young praisers behind me. Am I right? I've got some young praisers. Y'all got about 30 seconds to put your best praise. Come on and put it. Broken, broken, broken. Woo! Broken. Delivered. Woo! I've got some praises out there. I see you, Mother Lumpkin. I see you. I see you. Tell Deacon Lumpkin it's broken. It's. I've got a message from my brother in law right now. It's broken. Ah! My sister Thee, tell my brother-in-law it's Come on! Woo! Come on! I see you, young people. I see you. I see you. Somebody praising the Lord. Ah! Anybody know? Y'all help me get the mic, Anthony. Get the mic. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Look at somebody and say, if you've been through what I've been through, you... Walk around your house 
and say broken is broken. Lift those hands all over this place. I'm not even going to get into the three points. Amen. Amen. Go back and watch the 8 o'clock service and you'll get that. Okay. But here's what I do know. Woo! Here's what I know. After the fever left her, she was grateful. <laughs> Are there any grateful folk that say, Lord, you didn't have to do it? I am so grateful. See, an untreated, persistent, high fever. <laughs> I read this the other day. It can shut down some internal bodily organs that are necessary for us to function in life. And so perhaps if uh, the fever and the illness that caused the fever had not been addressed. Woo. That's why I took time in this message to deal with the word rebuke. Because what Jesus was doing was not addressing the fever, but he rebuked the illness Woo. that caused the fever. And the text says, and she got up and she began to serve those in the house. J.J. Harrison writes, I'm grateful for all the things you've done. All the things you've done for me. You've been faithful and merciful. <laughs> for my sins, you forgave me. Hallelujah, I will sing to you all the glory I will give to you. This is the part I like, Bree. I could never praise you enough. Come on, tell them. Oh, ah, tell them. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful. Same. Melton and chosen generation, come on. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm grateful uh, mm. for all of the uh, things you've done, uh, done for me. You've been faithful. Somebody say, Hallelujah. I, I will sing. I will sing to you. All the glory. All the glory. I, I will give to you. I will give Ooh. to you. I could never. I could never uh, praise you. 
one more time. Tell them, Bree, everybody, if you're grateful, come on, join us. I am. I'm grateful. <laughs> the fever has been broken. <laughs> for all of the things you've done, done for me. That's my testimony, Lord. You've been faithful. All right, young people. I yeah. will give yeah. to you. I could never. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All the grateful people at home, come on, worship with us. Come on. Come on, Jay. Say faithful. <laughs> you, you 
Verse 39 of the text. Standing at her bedside. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I can't tell you how that verse blessed me for the last couple weeks. God said, I was there at your bedside when you didn't feel like getting up in the morning. And he rebuked the fever and it left her. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life uh, I didn't know how I would get from one day to another. But God rebuked the hostile power that was working against me. And now I'm grateful. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, God is right there by your side right there standing by your side he rebukes the fever ah only time in the new testament where he uses this greek word to address a miracle of healing he rebuked the fever and it left and you know why the fever left because the hostile power left. <laughs> and when the hostile power working against you leave, the symptoms of what you have been dealing with will also leave. Ooh. Lift those hands right now. Eternal Father, we thank you. 
God, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. I couldn't even finish this message. But, but, but you wanted it this way. I'm stuck on that word broken. What has held us down has been broken. Thank you, Lord. Because the fever only represents the symptoms of the hostile power that was inside of us. I thank you because when the fever broke, the power that was working against us had to leave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there, Lord. I'm there right now. I, I, I'm, I'm right there. I hear you right now. That says on this week, somebody is going to be set free. And the Lord's going to deal with the power that's working against you. And when the hostile power in you working against you has gone, fever has been broken. You become a new creature. And then we lift our hands and say grateful. We thank you. For those of you who do not know Christ, you would like to make him your personal savior. Call that number on the screen. For those of you that just want prayer, need someone to pray with you, pray for you, talk to you, talk with you, call that number on the screen. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. We pray. And everybody, wherever you are, say amen. There's a contact on the screen. Reach out right now for the benediction before we take you out. And, and with this song, we want to invite you to be a part of our vision process. This wonderful method that God has given us uh, to build for the future. It's so simple <laughs> that it really bottles the mind. As someone said to me a couple weeks ago, I shared it last Sunday, how can you ever build anything with just $7 a week? And I says, uh, what you're looking at is the small amount, but you're not looking at the massive amount of people that God's going to touch their hearts to just sow a seed. And you've done that. You have done that. We received something from someone from another city just the other day. This morning I read it with a $500 offering towards the vision. Uh, they don't even live in this city, not even a member of this congregation, uh, but they brought in to the vision of what God is doing. And we say thank you. Uh, uh, Mary Helen, so good to see you and some others. As you know, working with our Community Development Corporation, there's so many things that need to be done. And God says we're going to do it. Not only will we change a neighborhood, change a city, but God says we're going to show the nation how to do things. Because at the end of the day, let me tell you, I appreciate the demonstrations and the marches and all the signs and lift your fists and all that. I've been there. I've done that. I'm still doing it. I'm so glad that black lives do matter. But at the end of the day, when black people get old and need some place to stay, they need a roof over their heads, okay? Let me tell you, black lives matter better when you can feed yourself. 
and when you have a house to live in, uh, and when you've got a doctor to go to, amen. And so God says, do that. This is our contribution to the kingdom. Sow that seed of $7, and it will help us do just that. Thank you for being a part of the service. Join us again on Tuesday night. Uh, young adult praise team, chosen generation, come on, tell us one more time as we go out. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And everybody said amen. Come on in. Worship with him. You. God bless you. Bien. Ah, fever has broken. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. We want to hear from you. We will be conducting an online survey to see what you think about returning to in-person worship. Be on the lookout for an email or a phone call so that you can share your feedback with us. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.